in my first assignment as a priest, I did many weddings at that parish. And because I did many weddings, I went to many wedding receptions. And because I went to many wedding receptions, I heard a lot of wedding toasts. Some were bad. Some were so-so. Most were good. Most were really good. Some were exceptional. Some were just so amazing. The, 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 the best man, the maid of honor, or the parents, uh, other people sometimes. You know, there really is an art to giving a good toast. And you could tell the people who gave the exceptional toast that they had really practiced and, and learned and, and uh, thought about, like, how can the, I make the most of this moment? Because there's only one moment for this in this couple's whole life, and how can I really bring humor to it, bring joy to it, make it profound, really honor this wedding couple with my words? So beautiful. To use your words in that moment to not miss the moment. The same thing is true for lots of transitions in our life, whether it's leaving a job for the last day or retiring. Maybe you're moving to another state, another country, and you have this moment to offer some words to to your family or to the people you've been with, or maybe you've won some kind of championship. You've finally won that big game, and it's like, someone should say something. This is important. The same thing is true, especially as we look towards the end of our lives, as we think about our last words our final words, maybe before we depart the earth. How important those words are. And there really is an art to be able to bless others with those final parting words that we want to say. The last month we've been going through Paul's second letter to Timothy as our second reading. And today he really gives to Timothy his last words. It's kind of like Paul's will and testament. He's going to leave this earth very soon. He's on trial for his life. It's possible he might be executed. He will be executed shortly after this. And he gives his heartfelt final last word to Timothy. So we're going to let St. Paul teach us today about how should we prepare for our last words when that moment comes. What are the things we should say? What are the things we should, we should focus on in our lives and say to our family, our friends, those around us, when that day comes. So with that in mind, I invite you, you can open your uh, Source and Summit missiles to page 570 if you want to look at the second reading, White Hymnal, page 570, or we've got the text up here on the, uh, the screens. Or if you have your own Bible or your own Bible app, it's, it's 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting at verse 6. And then, uh, Annette, if you'd do us a favor and put on the Halloween filter, thank you very much preparing for trunk or treat next Saturday. Um, We'll focus on kind of these three lines. But Paul really gives Timothy and teaches us three important things in his last words. Okay, first of all, as St. Paul gives to Timothy this final testimony, he finishes with faith. That's what he wants to tell Timothy. He says, Beloved, I'm already being poured out like a libation And the time of my departure is at hand. Like the cup's being drained, I'm almost gone. I have competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. The main thing he wants Timothy to know at the end of his life is like, the race I've run is all about having trust in God. That's what my life's been about. And if you finish the race in this life and you've kept the faith, 
that is the most important thing. You know, we, we, we may do all kinds of amazing accomplishments in our life that we treasure and we want people to, to know about, accomplishments and, and good deeds, and that's great. You know, may, maybe you built a company. Awesome. Maybe you had that one hole of one at Cedarholm that you, everyone talks about still. Great. You caught that fish. Awesome. Uh, you've done all kinds of good things. Great. But can you say that you've finished the race of your life with faith? That's why I love when people put in, in their obituaries something bold about Jesus and this person knowing Christ. The faith they've kept in their lives. It's so beautiful. Because if we keep the faith, and at our last moment we can say to others, this race I've run has all been because of Jesus. It's all been the faith that he's given me. Then we can say like St. Paul, from now on the crown of righteousness awaits me. That's not arrogant. That's just Paul knowing the love of God for him. The Lord, the just judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearance. St. Paul, in his last words, he finishes the race with faith. And we, in our last words, we, in our last testimony, should finish with faith. Focus on that as something we want, we want to say to other people. So St. Paul finishes with faith. Secondly, in his last words, St. Paul forgives. He forgives. Listen to this. At my first defense, no one appeared on my behalf, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. St. Paul is going from court appearance to court appearance in the Roman Empire, right in the heart of darkness in Rome, He's in prison right now, writing to, writing to Timothy. And in his first defense, like when he had a chance to actually give his side of the story, everyone deserted him. No one showed up, possibly out of fear of what would happen to them, fear because they'd be recognized as Christians, but they didn't show up. Imagine if you were falsely accused of like first-degree murder, and you go to the courtroom for your first defense, and none of your family comes, none of your friends come just to be with you. No one writes you a character reference to say, like, I, I, know, I know this person. She would never do something like that. This is, this is crazy. No one came to Paul's defense. Can you imagine how much that hurt him? But Paul, in his last words, forgives. May it not be held against them doesn't want to make this a debt hanging over them, doesn't want to remember this, hold a grudge about this. He's leaving this earth and he's like, I forgive this. I don't hold any debt against them. May it not be held against them. Such a beautiful way to use our last words. Many of us in this church today have had this happen to us. We've been deserted at some time in our life. People we counted on betrayed us. For many people in this church today, someone hurt you, hurt you deeply, and never even apologized, ever. That hurts deep. But can we forgive, like St. Paul? Can we say, Lord, may it not be held against them. I forgive them. Forgiveness is not diminishing the pain. Forgiveness is not saying that it wasn't wrong. Forgiveness is not just like forgetting the past and moving on. But forgiveness is giving that hurt to God 
and being released from any desire to control or manipulate or hold that over someone. It's freeing. It's the message of Jesus. It allows new things to happen. Imagine how powerful it would be on your deathbed or, or in writing to tell someone, you know, this thing that you did, it's really hurt me, but I don't hold it against you. I forgive you. And I pray for you to God. That is so amazing. With our last words, we should forgive. St. Paul, in his last words, he finishes with faith. St. Paul forgives. And finally, St. Paul empowers those coming after him. He empowers those coming after him. He says, The Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the proclamation might be completed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The good things in our life and and the life of faith we live, we want to empower others to continue that work, to continue something good in the legacy of our lives. And we do that by sharing the passion about what, what has driven us to do this. And secondly, how can this keep on going? You know, think about someone who, who built a whole company or a corporation. They share, like, here's what drove me all those years, and here's how I want it to keep on going when I'm gone. Well, St. Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, the reason why I've done all these things and gone all around the known world is so that all the Gentiles might hear Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. I want everyone to know about the Lord Jesus. That's been my passion. So that through me, the proclamation, that's the word kerygma, and kerygma means, hey, we're getting it. Kerygma means shout, that the shout might be completed through me. Timothy, you have to take this baton and run with it. This is now your charge. I want you to continue proclaiming Jesus Christ day in and day out, Timothy, so all might know the saving love of God in Jesus. And then Paul tells Timothy about how he's been protected by God even through all the challenges. I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil threat and bring me safe to his heavenly kingdom. He's talking about himself, but he's also really telling Timothy, like, here's how to pray. Like, Lord, I believe you'll rescue me from the lion's mouth. I believe you'll rescue me from every evil threat. And even if I should die, Lord, in your service, you'll bring me safe to your heavenly kingdom. Now think about what Paul went through. Paul, in his many, many years of being a missionary, his journeys, he had to undergo hunger and thirst, hypothermia, uh, betrayals by friends, uh, shipwrecks several times, assassination attempts, all these things. He's telling Timothy, like, and this might happen to Timothy, he's telling Tim- Timothy, God will rescue you when you, least, when you least expect it. God will take care of you. Don't be afraid. Be empowered to continue this good work. In his final words, St. Paul empowers those coming after him. He empowers Timothy for his mission. And we should do the same with our words. In our last words, can we empower those who are coming up in the generation after me, my children or grandchildren, my friends, 
and you know, we're all apostles in this church who are baptized. We're not all apostles like St. Paul, so we might not be saying these things to those around us, but how can you empower those who you know for God's service? How can you say to someone, you know, I see something amazing in you. I know God's working in it. I know God has a great mission for you. Here's what I see in you. Here's how I think God wants to make your life a blessing to other people. I just want to name it for you and and honor you for that. What a gift to use our last words in that way, to empower those coming after us and blessing them and protecting them that through every evil threat, God is going to protect you. He'll help you, even though I'll be gone. So brothers and sisters, with our last words, like St. Paul, let's finish with faith, let's forgive, and let's empower those who are coming after us. The amazing thing is that we, we can do this now, right? Like some of us will die in a hospital bed or in our homes with those around us. Others, we don't know. We, we don't know how our, our death will come and when it will come. We should prepare to not miss the moment to speak these things to other people now. To make our words say the most beautiful and powerful things now. And maybe if you are older and you're thinking, well, like, I don't have that long on this earth, but I don't know if I could say, like, those kind of things to someone. Like, I, I don't know if I have that skill or that art. That seems really hard to, like, in that moment talk to someone, even someone who's hurt me in this way. Well, fine. Pick up a pen and a piece of paper open up your laptop and write it down. Write down the last words you want to say to others. Put it with your will. Put it with your documents, knowing that someday your kids or grandkids or someone close to you will read that and be blessed by those words. We don't want to miss the moment. Our final testimony, our final words is, are something so powerful. They can change lives forever. St. Timothy, the rest of his life until his death, carried forward the words of St. Paul, his brother and friend and, and mentor, who taught him in his last words things so important about Jesus, about how to live for him and walk for him and trust in God. As we go forward in this Mass, we ask for the grace to do this. Let's not miss the moment, but let's use those final words to be such a blessing to those around us and to honor our Savior who died for us, who forgave us, and empowered us to live out a divine mission on earth.